Welcome to the Way Down Life Up podcast. It is Tulio, and I know, where have I been, right? The last, what, 16 months have been off, a uh, little thing called COVID. Yeah, I know. I went out a couple months, about a year ago, I was saying, all right, we're going to get everything going again, and then just kind of things fell apart, and then we get new variants and new directions by the CDC, so we just kind of had to put things in the back burner. But I'm back today, and I am now officially joined. I've been waiting to get her on for a long time. The lovely Sarah Krieger. How are you doing, Sarah? Good. How are you? Now, Sarah, I'm doing good. Sarah is a a friend of mine who I've met through another mutual person that we know. uh, And we, um, she's had the same mindset. So, uh, Sarah, give us a little of your backstory about about who you are and 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 how you started this whole weight loss journey and how you've succeeded. And not only are you succeeding, but you're also providing guidance for others. So give me a little bit of your backstory. Well, I mean, it depends on how far back you want to go. So (laughs) we could go back as long as when I was super little, just always a struggler of weight and uh, my whole life. it's always kind of been a thing in my family that everybody else, they, we all struggle with weight. We always called us the wide hips and all the things because that's, you know, usually where we put on our weight. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say it's been, let's see, 2014, I went through a divorce and it was a pretty nasty divorce. And so it just really kind of set me off on a spiral. I was trying to get really fit got into the gym, did a lot of cardio. I've always been athletic, so to speak. Like, I mean, I was a competitive swimmer, did softball, the things, but, you know, so anyway, so after this divorce, I, you know, joined a gym and I was going to get all back in shape and I started feeling good about myself again. And then, you know, kind of met the man of my dreams. And what they always say is uh, you get fat and happy, right? Right. And that's what we did. (laughs) So uh, about two years or so after that, I've just found myself... A lot bigger, unhappier, though, happy in a marriage, but not necessarily happy with myself. And so uh, my husband works overseas and he took a job doing this about five years ago. And so I just at that point, I'm like, I really need to focus on myself. I got to a point where I would struggling to tie my shoes. And when I would sleep, I would feel like I was being suffocated by my neck fat and um, couldn't didn't want to do anything with the kids, just really exhausted, tired all the time, and just felt really unconfident with myself. So uh, I just started to get into the gym the first nine months. Um, I just felt like a fish out of water, had no fucking idea what I was doing. And then finally, my husband like really pushed me into like getting into the weight section, which is scary. And especially for women, we don't know what we're doing and we don't want to look like men when we're done and all the scary things that come along. Which is, it's a common thing. I mean, it's a common thing with with girls that get into the gym. And I've seen you post a lot about this, you know, uh, just that whole fear of like, you know, I don't want to be ripped and, you know, lose my boobs. And, you know, I I understand that. But but continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. It's, It's very common. And most women have that mentality Mm -hmm. um, that have no idea anything. You know, I was the same way. It was just like every other woman who thought, oh, my God, I'm going to look like a man and bulky when I'm out of here. And um, so anyway, so he um, came home after his first stint overseas. He left again. And like two days after he left, he bought me this book called Thinner, Leaner, Stronger by Mike Matthews. And it's basically an entire year program. Mm -hmm. It comes as well with a book and it just teaches you about the ins and outs of strength training, the benefits, how to eat properly for it. Um, And then it provides an entire program. And so I had over the nine months um, gotten really close with a trainer there named Jack. 
Thanks, Jack, by the way. I appreciate you for helping me out. Um, Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> and so he just kind of showed, I never lifted before like this, never squatted, deadlifted. Chest, I mean, I couldn't even do the bar right. or anything like that. And he just kind of showed me the ropes and the rest is history. I mean, it was just incredible what happened once I started weight training with my body. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't believe it. So when you started, what like how did you get in that right mindset? Because, I mean, that's, you know, before you get into the gym and before you change your life at all, you really got to get the biggest thing in your in your body is your brain. Your most that's I mean, in my opinion, that's the biggest muscle you got in your body. And you have to get that right. What what kind of pushed you and helped you get that mindset of being in the gym and really getting in shape, get your, getting yourself uh, healthy again? So I feel like a lot of people that start on this journey, they like go 110% speed right from jump, right? So they're trying to do all the things. They're trying to do the food and the this and can't have that and don't do this and don't do that. And it's like once you just stop and just focus on one thing, then it's like, okay, every day I know that I can get to the gym. That's what I'm going to focus on today. And so you just start by doing little things daily that end up over the course of time creating larger things and shifts and then it just becomes more habit as opposed to a forced I have to do this it's just oh this is part of who I am now instead that's how I started I was just like every day I'm gonna go to the gym I might not know what the fuck I'm gonna do but I'm gonna go to the gym you know (laughs) and then once I had the weight training program obviously I was a little bit more programmed and then I kind of had a plan so that was helpful but I feel like the mindset comes from just knowing that this is not a perfect journey this is just your own journey kind of it's going to have an employee you're going to have great days you're going to have shitty days you're going to have great weeks you're going to have shitty weeks it's just so just wrapping your brain around it's not perfect i think it's important too to mention is that you're right it's it's you're going to have shitty days you're going to have <laughs> shitty weeks hell you may even have a shitty month yes but as long as you stay progressive as long as you keep going forward honestly that's like that's been the biggest thing for me is i mean obviously covid was a big hiccup in everybody's weight loss journey yes. anybody that started before some people tried to start during and then you had shut down after shut down, then open back up, then open with up with mask, and it's, it's it's it takes a toll on you. And when you're trying to get that right mindset, it just it really messes with you. So you know what's helped me, and I think what's helped you is just staying consistent, staying like basically keeping your eye on the prize. You know, you're like you said, you're gonna have shitty weeks. It's going to be an up and down. It's going to be ups and down battles. Yeah, it's 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 for sure that way. And it's it's important to go into it with the mindset of knowing that it's not going to be perfect. Like you have right. to from just tell yourself every day, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today to try to get myself 1% better today. You know what? That 1% better might not look like perfection, but you, you got up and you tried to do that. And I think that's just, like you said, consistency. Consistency is my, like, jam. That's what I do. That's right. my whole theme right. is consistency. Right. Well, and that's, you know, I'm trying to think too, because a lot of us uh, go into it and the biggest fear we have is the failure of it. That's why gyms make so much money because there are millions out there that go there and have this right mindset, like same thing. We The mindset, 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 but then they can't stay consistent. Then they they feel they're going to fail. And then all of a sudden it's like, basically, what can I, how can I fail at something I never, I never did? You know what I mean? So it's like, right. it's that constant mindset. And that's, you know, that's one of the biggest struggles I think a lot of people have. Um, is, you know, and, and also the fear of like the change, you know, I, I know it seems weird, but it, there's also some kind of fear of change in your body and in your mental status because you feel like, I don't know. I, it, I mean, can you explain that? I, I, I know we've talked about this before. <laughs> yes, we have, <laughs> but, but I want, I'd rather, I'd rather hear it from someone who, you know, look, I, 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 give me an update of everybody, everybody that's going on. I've now lost over 200 pounds, um, since my 
journeys begin about 28 months ago now. And mind you, we're outside right now, which is beautiful out. But yes, you may you may feel a little bit, or you may hear a little bit of wind out the outside. But that's fine. I would rather be outside. It's it's just too beautiful a day not to be outside. So, so the fear the fear of change. You know, it's not only from you, but from the, your people that surround you. <laughs> and I want to hear it from your perspective because I think we've talked, like I said, we've talked about this before, and you have a great perspective on this and just how how you overcome that fear, how you overcome just that almost like somewhat of a lack of confidence, but um, that fear of, of all your surroundings saying like, what the hell are you doing? You know, what, what do you, you know, so I want, I want to hear your perspective on this. So, yeah, I feel like um, in the very beginning of my journey, people really didn't understand. They didn't necessarily support me. They were, why are you so obsessed with being there? Why are you so, why do you have to do this? Oh, why are you eating that? Why are you doing all these things? So, um, that's why like part of, part of my new program, it's called zero fucks. Like you have to literally give (laughs) zero fucks. And that means like what other people think you have to take all that outside noise. And if that means you have to start finding new friends, um, you know, not necessarily spending as much time with people who aren't supporting you, even if that's your family or putting those people in check and just saying, like, if you can't support this journey of mine, then sh- sit down. Like, Almost like a detox. Yeah. Like you a need, people detox. Yeah. Like a people detox. <laughs> people detox. You need people out of your life that just constantly bring you down. Yes. Yes. And 100%. I, I, I'm, I see, this is why I like to hear, I, cause you had a great perspective on it. And I've always loved hearing it cause it was just, you know, we've talked, like I said, you and I are in the same mindset and I think, you know, we've talked about it before, but I want to I want to dive a little bit into um, these like so I, let's uh, also let's give a little bit before we do that let's give a little bit of a background um, about your your entire program so you basically uh, you were this you were someone who was heavier yep lost a ton of weight yep you know and then you turn that into motivation for others and then you yep. eventually turn that into a business yeah so explain the business a little bit so and you can pimp out your website we're gonna <laughs> go ahead so. Well, I will, I will say on my journey so far, I started at around, I probably at some point was heavier, but I was around 238 pounds. Okay. Um, and I'm 5'6", just to give people a stature idea of what I look like. Um, and I'm currently holding steady for now almost two years at around 160, give or take, plus or minus okay. is where I'm at. So around 75-ish or so pounds of weight loss. Um, Which, by the way, it looks way more. Like it looks a lot more. I mean, yeah. uh, it looks like you've lost a ton more, but that's but that's like the, that's also a perception that you know people don't get a lot. But I'm sorry, continue. No, it's okay. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, people think I weigh less than what I do all the time, right. but I think that just goes to show you that the number on the scale is a bunch of bullshit. So yes. there's that. We could go down that rabbit hole. Oh, we will for hours. Yes. Um, but so when I started doing all this, I never in a million years fucking thought I would be a personal trainer. Like, like I said, I was always athletic, but like never to this extent. And the knowledge. And and so about two and a half or so years ago, I ended up getting certified uh, to be a personal trainer. Then I also went through a certification to be a nutrition coach. Um, And I just feel like there's so much bullshit out there and it's so overwhelming I mean, yes, for women, it is for men. I mean, if we're going to be honest about it, too, it Mm -hmm. goes both sides. Like, it's easy for us as women to be like, it's so overwhelming for us. But, you know, we have all these other elements. But I think there's a lot of things for men, too, that it's like. I think it's more targeted towards women. Yeah. You know, especially, but but yeah, like these fad diets and just, you know, but all the bullshit. All the bullshit. Yeah. 
So it's like really hard to weed it out. Like, do I eat carbs? Do I not eat carbs? Do I run? Should I not run? Do I, you know, I don't know, you know, do monkey bar sets off the, you know, I don't handstands. It's like, nobody knows really what the fuck they're supposed to do. Cause you can Google, it's all free. <laughs> it's all out there. Like you can Google anything you want. Right. Um, but when it comes to the accountability element or actually knowing if you're, what you're doing is driving you towards what you're going for. It's like, well, Google doesn't tell you that. Right. Um, and so I just said, just, you know, it came to me, it's like, I felt a need to help other women. I can help men too, but you know, specifically women who are afraid of the gym, who don't know what to eat, who think they only need to eat a thousand calories a day, which isn't true, ladies, uh, who think they need to do like these like fancy stair climber kickbacks as they're going and, you know, because they're going to grow their butt their way. You're not going to grow your butt that way, ladies. So it's like things like that that are just <laughs> really frustrating. And I just, I want to I want to help women just sit through the bullshit. If I could have somebody take me from where I started to where I am now in a year and a half, ha, I would pay any fucking amount of money for that. But it right. took me five years to get here because I had to figure it all out on my own. And that's what I, that's what I like about your approach. It's it's no nonsense, no bullshit. Nope. And, you know, you don't, you, you see a lot of these, like I, I see it myself when I'm at Planet Fitness or, you know, any other gym I go to. But mostly Planet Fitness. Shout out to Planet Fitness. Um, so no <laughs> I had to give him, I had to give him a little plug. That's my gym. I you know hey they were part of my weight loss journey. I gotta hey, give them. A I plug, understand. I get you know, it. So, um, but especially Planet Fitness in Northville. Um, so <laughs> Northville, Michigan, for anybody that lives around the world. Uh, so, uh, but no you <laughs> I'm a sellout. Call me a sellout. I don't care if I can get some sponsored dollars. Great. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I like your approach cause it is truly a no nonsense, no bullshit approach because, you know, you see a lot of these girls and I see them all the time that, and even guys too, they do these basically Instagram moves as I call them because they see all these people that are, you know, these professional so-called quote unquote, you can't see my air quotes on the, on the, uh, on the <laughs> podcast right now, but you know, quote unquote professionals that, that show you all these moves and, it, and it's like, no, it's, it's not, it's not, it, that's not the way to do it. No. And it, I mean, yeah, great if you can do it, but it's just you're you're just wasting energy and almost like you're wasting space around you because you're kicking and doing all kind of because all they see is they see this perfect body and they see this probably edited, which is highly (laughs) edited because not only that, people have to remember they yeah, they post a video, but they probably did that video 30 fucking times. And and before yep. they got it just right, yeah. because they want to gain followers, and and it's you know I, there are some legitimate people on Instagram that yes. really are out there to help, yep. and they they teach you and they show you, and that's I I am fall for that. I'm you know I'm I'm on Instagram, I do what I do, but I just post stuff that I I just kind of keep an update on my you know what's going on with me. I'm not you know I just I can't stand these people that go out there and try to post like they think they're professionals and they're just you're doing it so wrong and. And you're you're basically doing it for the likes and and the followers, yep. and it's you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. So that's what with your approach, you know, it really is no bullshit. I you know I, after talking my, with my nutritionist, we uh, you know because I know you're you're also in nutrition as well, um, but talking to my nutritionist through uh, through my doctors, they you know she had that uh, same approach of like, look, you know, there's a food pyramid for a reason. Yep. Don't follow these fad diets. These, no. the, you know, don't eliminate anything out of your diet. The, the, the reason that food pyramid is there because each part of that pyramid has responsibility, and yeah. that's what you know. So you and I are on that same <laughs> uh, same wavelength, and we're both Italian. So yeah. 
Yeah. We love our pasta. Yeah. We scoop up carbs with other carbs, <laughs> you know, <Facts. laughs> and, and this, but this is real life. And this is what, you know, that, like I said, your approach is more of a real life approach because it's, it's an approach that you can go and say, all right, yeah, I had Taco Bell the other night or yeah, I had, but it's not going to screw my entire weight loss journey up. You know, the struggle I had, especially when I was heavier and I'm, look, I'm still heavy. There's no doubt about it, but you know, even to this day, I still have a struggle. If I do eat like shit, um, I feel like shit the rest of the day, not only like physically because my body's not used to it, but mentally I'm just like, I'm so disappointed in myself. So you had an interesting approach. How do you get overcome that? And because you've, you know, you've posted publicly about the struggle you have with donuts in your house, you know, <laughs> yes. or yeah, I had a sliced pizza last night or yeah, whatever. And oh, are we getting, are we getting attacked? No. <laughs> No, see the joys of being outside. Yeah, but so you know, you like you've posted videos about the the donuts and the pizza and all this stuff because you're open and honest, you're transparent with your journey because you're still on this journey. Yep. You know, still you're not. You're just because you've lost all this weight doesn't mean you just give up. So how you know how do you overcome that whole mental aspect of it of like God, I feel like shit. I'm just screw it. I'm, I'm I'll be like shit the rest of the day because I'm, I'm already lost. Well, I would be lying if I said I still don't have moments like that right. and um, throughout this entire journey. So I feel like some people think, you know, people, they'll look at me and they'll, they'll, ha they'll make an assumption about me that because I do what I do, I don't struggle with other shit. Right. Or I don't struggle with the same things that they struggle with, which isn't true. It doesn't, I'm not a perfect human either. And so the way I grew up my whole life was like you said, scooping up carbs with carbs. I've never <laughs> said that way, but that's fantastic. Bread with pasta and all the things. Like right. it's it's what we do. And so it's just a matter of I will there's still moments where I'll get like, oh man, I really probably shouldn't eat that donut, but I'm gonna do it, you know, or yeah, you know, I'll do a thin crust pizza instead of a regular type of pizza or something, you know, something like that. But really it's time. It's time and again the mindset of you have to forgive yourself. You have to understand it's not perfect. Um, so some whether that's, you know, you start journaling your emotions, you start writing down affirmations, you start, what what am I doing that is positive? Like start focusing on the things that you, well, okay, I did eat that pizza, but it doesn't mean the, the rest of the day has to go to shit. Or mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I did go eat that Taco Bell and I, I know my body's not going to appreciate that because I'm going to feel like shit later. It's going to. But it's okay because tomorrow I don't have to have that Taco Bell again. You know, something I used to always write on my mirror when I was going through my journey was, um, if you if you want more, have it tomorrow, right? Yeah. Unless we're like in France and we're eating some like, I don't know, crazy fancy shit that you're not going to get the next <laughs> right. day, right? Right. Right. You're always going to have ice cream. There's always ice cream available. There's always pasta available. There's yeah. always insert whatever you want to available. If you want more, portion it out. Eat it again tomorrow if you want it. Just make it work. That's you know I, that's the that's the approach I love because it, that's real world approach. Real world because what are you not gonna eat ice cream? Right. Like fuck you if you're not gonna eat ice cream the rest of your life. Sorry, <laughs> we can't be friends. But I'm I mean, eating ice cream. It, like I said, it's that struggle of like I'm feeling like shit, and you you do you feel like shit the rest of the day, and then you're like, well, then you're just you, your mindset goes, well, screw it. I've already screwed myself for the day, you know. But no, it's just you got you can. You know, I always say, like, it's don't make it a cheat day. Make it a cheat meal if you're going to cheat. I don't even use the word cheat. 
See, and that's okay. That's I, I was just going to talk about it. And I was I was iffy about saying it because I know you don't use that word. No, because what does cheat automatically presume? It already comes with a negative connotation, yes. right? For instance, my ex-husband cheated on me. What does that mean, right? right. <laughs> so the moment that I automatically put something negative towards this food, right? It's it's well now I see I'm doing something bad. I'm, right. I'm not doing something bad by having pizza or eating a steak and mashed potatoes or whatever else, you know. Um, and really, at that point, you're never out gonna gonna out train a bad diet. But yeah, I can go and say, you know what, I'm gonna put that shit to work tomorrow in my in my workout. Right. I'm gonna use those things to fuel my body. Is right. it the healthiest shit, Taco Bell? No, no. it's not. But. It'll still fuel my workout. <laughs> because and, and that's the approach you get. Because that approach you take, if you look, see, I think there are so many people that look at food as negative things, you oh. know, and they look at so many foods as negative things like, oh, God, the carbs. Oh, God, the dairy. Oh, God, you know, oh, my God, meat. I know I need to go vegetarian. No, these are things that fuel you. Yeah, the processed sugars don't fuel you. Fuel you no. Okay. They'll fill you up, yep. but they won't fuel you. Correct. And, you know, that's the whole thing is I think we start looking at food as more of a fuel and less as a, you know, I'm just, I'm feeding my belly. Right. You know? I'm eating to live. I'm eating but, to live. Right. But you're really, you know, eating to fuel what you're living. Right. What, what Regardless of what you're doing. You know, right. Whether you get up and go to work every day or it doesn't really matter. You still have to, you're using that as fuel to fuel what you're doing for the day. And I wish people would just look at that more, more like that, more like you, like, like we do. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people do. It's just that there's been, there's such a negative connotation with things like Taco Bell with, by all means, yeah, they're loaded with fat and processed shit. But at the same time, you know, it's still food. It's still, it, it's still, like you said, you can use it as fuel the next day. Yep. If you're going to have it late at night as your fourth meal, you right. know, then get up, get your ass up at 8 a.m. and get to the gym and right. use that as fuel. Exactly. You know, if you want to feel that bad about it, turn it into a positive. Right. And, and that's, I think that, you know, that's the approach that we, you know, you take and I definitely take. And it, it took a while to get there. It definitely took a while to yeah. get there. And I think that's the other key to here is, Again, that's part of the mindset shift. It's it's not like you're going to wake up one day and everything clicks. It, it doesn't work right. that way. It's it's over time realizing like, oh, I ate that Taco Bell and then I lost weight. Wait, what, how did that happen? I ate three, this was me last night, ate three pieces of pizza for dinner, got on the scale this morning, dropped weight. Does that mean I lost fat? No, we'll get into that scale bullshit, but whatever. But it's just the, it's the, it's the premise of like, oh, so wait a minute, eating Taco Bell doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get fat. You know, no. it's, it's. Once you start to realize and shift to, to look at the data, right, then it's it's a whole different mindset. Game. And it, it's just, I mean, it's just like weight loss consistency. It's all about consistency. If you consistently eat that shit every day, yep, yes, you will gain weight over time because you're going to be putting a lot more calories than you're burning. Right, and I, and I don't suggest eating Taco Bell every no, day. You know, not it's at all. like, and I, I, that, that's what people you know, they'll, they'll always say something like, "Well, you're eating wine and pizza. Oh my gosh!" And I'm like. Okay, well, I don't do it every day, <laughs> like right. So that I'm not telling you to go eat. I'm not saying, hey, you eat a diet of pizza and ice cream. But if you go out to ice cream with your family, get a cone, get a whatever you like. Right. When you just, portion it. Right. Just don't go out every day. No, I mean, <laughs> even if you get like, if you go to get a Dairy Queen, go to get a Blizzard. Right. Yeah. yeah Load with sugar, lower calories, but it's it was one meal. Right. It was one treat. Right. It's not a cheat. It's a treat. Right. 
I like Ooh, that. There you go. Coin yeah. it. <laughs> a treat meal. All a right. A treat meal. A treat meal. All right. Yeah, because, you know, I think it's important that, you know, people start eating what they love. Right. Like, if you're not eating what you love to eat, you know, I, what, the, what the fuck is the point of living? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I t- that's a great way to look at it. I don't know. I mean, fuck, why just, uh, I'm done. Forget it. Yeah. No, I, you know, and I think I, that I think is because we come from a European background. I guess we all come from a European background, but you and I specifically come from an Italian background and that's, that's what we did. I mean, every Sunday we were at grandma's house eating, Nona's house and we were having Sunday dinner and whatever. We still have Sunday or dinner. Monday dinner or Tuesday <laughs> dinner or Wednesday, you know, whatever it was. I mean, I, my grandparents are still not, not alive, but um, but, but you, you know, you and your family and you have your big entire family as well. And they, yep. I'm sure you guys always do Sunday dinners or whatever, but that's what we do in it because, you know, it's not it, because it, at that time, in that moment, it's not about, you know, the food and, oh my God, what am I eating? No, it's about the culture and about sharing your life and sharing your stories and what's going on during the week, what's coming up in the next week and being in each other's lives. Food is, is more of like. I guess it's more of like just a background for what's really going on in that room, yep. you know? And for like us, I mean, like you, you can relate to, I mean, we use food for everything. We use food for celebration. We use food for mourning. We mm-hmm. use food for every emotion in between. Yeah. Um, you know, even, you know, with my grandma's recent passing, we had a celebration of life at our house. And what did we have? Food. And right. what was it? Carbs. It was Masticholi and Alfredo. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's what we had. I was like, Dad, we should probably get some chicken or something. Like, we gotta get some kind of protein we in here. Get, gotta get some balance, Dad. I mean, it was breaded, but at least I got some chicken. It was so. still chicken. <laughs> you know, and and but that's what we do, and it's how just how we right. live. And so, and and I don't know about how it was in your house, but if Grandma put a portion on your plate, you ate the portion. Oh, or you didn't eat. And, yeah. I mean, or you didn't eat what was coming next. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and then grandma would ask you if you wanted more. No, no, I'm fine. Oh, you're looking thin. And sh- oh, there yeah. goes another half a piece of lasagna or whatever. You know, Parmesan eggplant. That's what I, she always baked that stuff. But <laughs> but anyways, I mean, it was just like you had no choice. There was no options. There was no portions. There was nothing. No. You just ate what you were told to you eat. Ate, yep. Manja. Yeah. You manja. That was it. Because you're skin and bone. That's all. Yeah. That's all we were. Yeah. We could be the the fattest people at the table. You were skin and bone yes. because you didn't. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yep. But that's the way we grew up. And honestly, you know, that's not a bad way to grow up no. because you know what? It it brought us closer to our family. Yeah. And like you said, we use it for so many celebrations or in mourning and you know any like you said any kind of emotion. And we always will invite thirty and cook for eighty. Right. You know? So that's you know another issue that we definitely. I mean, I don't know how to cook for you know a couple of people. We don't do that. You know, right. it's and even when my um, my sister was in town and and so there was a bigger group of us. We would order food and then we're like, are we, are you sure there's enough food? Like, is that going <laughs> to feed everybody? We're like, we're not really sure. And so we would we'll just order a couple more of these. So, all right, going down that road, you know, we, there, I'm sure there, so we have listeners from all around, you know, the world and some Latin Europe too. And, but, uh, you know, I guarantee you and I are not the only ones that have these kind of families no, that, I, that no, will not, you know, that just cook just enough. So you come from a background of cooking for, you know, you can have, how many people you have in this house? Five, well, four to five. Four to five. Yeah. yeah. 
And so you can't cook for four to five. You know, that's just not the way we were brought up. So how do you overcome that struggle, you know, being being the European, being the Italian that's so used to cooking for 20, 30 people, <laughs> even if only five people were coming? Because, yeah. you know what I mean, how do you overcome that struggle? Because that can be a struggle because you, you tend to, like, say, and because you're also in the same mindset of, like, well, it's there. I got to eat it. You yes, know? you don't, can't go to waste. It can't go to waste. You know, we grew up in a house that was that way, too. It's, right. You know, you had to eat the leftovers. You had to do this. Right. Um, so... I feel like a lot of it, for me personally, it's a little bit different. You know, like you said, growing up, even in, in my mom and dad's house, we didn't mm-hmm. cook. You know, there were six of us. Usually, like, my brother-in-law's been in my life for, like, 30-plus years. And so he, he's been around. So there was, like, usually seven to eight of us at the dinner table. Right. Um, and so my mom always cooked. Same same concept. Very cooked large meals. And then we'd have all these leftovers. Or, you know, it's sitting there. We have to eat it. You know, who's going to let the little bit of mac and cheese just sit in the pan? Right. You know, let's just pick. Keep. If we're just here long <laughs> enough, we'll pick. That's my grandma's thing. We just pick at it. And then it's gone. And then you don't have to worry about it. And so I feel like... For me personally, even as a child, I never learned portions. And so one thing that as a mom, I'm trying to get my kids to be educated on just because it's there doesn't mean you have to eat it. And just because you want more doesn't mean that you really need it. And so this is a, my kids don't like it. (laughs) Um, they, They really, you know... They think I'm crazy sometimes because they have to ask to have food. And at my house, I would go home from school and I would eat like Oreos with chocolate milk and then cut up a banana and dump sauce on it and eat that and do all the things. And it was like, (laughs) it was like, you know, that's nobody told me no because nobody was there to tell me no. They weren't. My parents worked. And so... Luckily, my kids, I, I work from home, <laughs> so I'm L- always Luckily here. for you. Lucky, maybe not for them. <laughs> and so I'm always around. And so for them, it's just like when they have a snack that, you know, we do snack time and we do all the things. But it's like, can I have, you know, little bites? That's like my kids love little bites. And it's not like my kids only eat, you know, organic fruit every, you know, that's not how I am. Right. Um, but it's like, okay, well, what did you have for lunch? Let's like try to find some balance. And yeah, I think that that's a big difference in when I grew up and what I'm trying to do now. So now I, when I cook, I cook for what we need for a meal and not, you know, if we have leftovers, great, but I try not to do too extravagant a meal just because we don't need that just because it's there. So like, what about, like, what about, you know, for instance, if you're, let's say your kids are gone for a week, let's say you're cooking for yourself. So if you are, you know, if you're single out there, how do you cook you know, because there's a lot of people that are, like I said, a lot of people that are the same kind of families we had. How do you cook for just yourself knowing that you're so used to cooking for 20, 30 people? I mean, honestly, I would take advantage of cooking for 20 to 30 people and meal prep that shit. Yeah. So I would at that point, like cook like tacos or spaghetti and I would just portion it out. So that way I had like meals and just put them in containers and, you know, make my shit for the week. Um, I used to do that even you know, on my journey because I didn't really understand how to cook mine with everybody else's. So I always right. cooked my stuff separately or differently than everybody else. Even like on Sunday family dinner, I would always, 
okay, here's my, you know, 200 grams of potatoes. Thanks. You know, could you not put milk and sour cream and butter in them? Appreciate it. <laughs> um, and so that's what I would do. Like if I lived by myself and, and I was, you know, I only was cooking for one, I would take advantage of the fact that I knew how to cook for that many people because I would just then meal prep the shit out of it. And that's, you know, that's for me, I, I always try to pick the meal preps that are easy that can last for four or five days because there are times where, yeah, I want to, you know, I'd love to eat broccoli, but it doesn't last. It lasts maybe a day or two, you know, and it never reheats well. And it's just, I, I struggle. I mean, that's one thing I struggle with when, with my meal prep, you know, is that you see, again, you go on Instagram, you see the so-called professionals are just fake bullshit. And you know, there, you see all these meals are meal prepping for an entire week. And it's like, how, how the hell do you meal prep that much? You yeah, know, by the and, time some of that stuff gets to Friday, it's like right. soggy and nasty. And it just and, tastes like shit, and it's picked up all the scents of the refrigerator. And it's, you know, again, I guarantee these people cook all that shit just for the picture, and then yep. they, they'll eat two days' worth and then throw the rest out. Yep. It's a shame. but Because I, 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 I wish there were more people that were honest like you that just tell you, like, look, this is the way you got to do it. You know, you can follow this bullshit online, but this is the true life how you know how you manage because you know you you also um so in your app you also have an app that i do what yeah. is it what's that app so it's just like a it's like a training app right yeah and so in that training app you also have meal like nutrition so yeah well. so we would so i have everybody track their nutrition through my fitness pal and then that syncs to this training app so then i can kind of see like like on your training days i can look and see are you progressing the way in your training that you should be mm-hmm. and if you're not then i go in and i look at the nutrition element and see like well are you hitting your protein are you getting in enough calories to fuel the workouts and things like that there's definitely like a ebb and flow of all of how that coincides and works now, there's a lot of busy people out there that can't, that don't have the time. You know, yes, you say make make the time to be able to make the time meal prep, make the, but sometimes it just, it's more convenient and helps them even more to go out to eat. Now, how do you manage that? How do you man? how do you manage, like, can you, I should say, how can you lose weight by consistently going out to eat? Sure. Um, absolutely. There, there's tricks to the traits of all this. So like, uh, places like, let's take Qdoba, Chipotle, for example, I go there, I get like a light rice. I usually don't get a wrap. Um, and I get a bowl and I just get light rice. I get double protein. So automatically I know that I'm going to be getting in twice the amount of protein because I asked for it. So, um, I usually go for leaner cuts, things like chicken, things like pork, um, but you can go for steak. Uh, that's it's nothing wrong with steak. It's red meat. It's okay. It's not going to hurt you unless you can't eat it. Right. Um, but yeah. And so I'm pretty simple though. So like from there, I would just get some salsa on top, maybe a little bit of cheese. If I wanted the queso, I would ask for just a light amount of the queso on top mm-hmm. or have it on the side. Um, and then just some salsa, but I mean, th- that's the place that I don't like warm veggies. Right. So I like, I don't like, um, like in my warm wraps and stuff, I don't like lettuce cause I don't like warm lettuce. Yeah, no, I can't do warm lettuce. It's soggy and oh, nasty. It's so gross. It's a texture thing with me and that's, <sighs> yeah. It's just, I mean, na- yeah, it becomes like slimy. Well, it's like when I, like I'll have like, you know, like a grilled chicken salad. Right. And they put that hot steamy chicken. grilled chicken on top of lettuce and it's just like, Oh, it's like I'm eating lettuce soup and it's just horrible. Yep. I I feel you there. So I usually don't do a lot of the veggie type stuff. If it's cold, like if I get like a 
like a chef salad or something that has like turkey and ham and egg and that kind of shit, I will definitely get, you know, that's that I can do all that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just salads. You got to ask for dressing on the side. I dip my fork. Um, steaks, when you go to a steak place, as much as you probably dislike it, you need to ask it not to be slapped in butter right. or finished in butter or whatever they call it. I'm not a chef, so I don't know. I, you know, I read somewhere that when you, when you, especially like with steakhouses, you go out to rest, you go to a restaurant, by the end of the meal, you've eaten an entire stick of butter. I believe it. I mean, that's got to be true. Because I mean, I, you, that's why, because every, I mean, why is it always, you know, I can cook chicken at home. I can, why does it always taste better at a restaurant? Always. Because they slather it in butter. Yep. And it's probably like, unfortunately, most places, unless you're like a decently higher end type of restaurant, it's right. probably like oil that they've like pulled out of this that's all melted and they just, yeah, on top, you know. That's the unfortunate part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there's definitely tricks to the tray. I would just, you know, plan. I protein load if I know I'm going out. So if you know that already you're going to be like, uh, you're, I have a client, she's single and she goes out probably three to four times a week. Right. Um, and so for me, it's just like you have to protein load the morning. Well, what does that mean? That means you have to get in like egg whites and, and, you know, maybe ground chicken or turkey at lunch, you know, as a lettuce or right. taco salad or something like that. That's going to give you volume. But because you already know you're you're easily a thousand calories at, at a meal out. I mean, it's highly unlikely that you're not anywhere between seven to a thousand calories alone. And, and so it's like you just you have to plan for those things, but it doesn't mean you can't do them. So what is the importance of, of protein loading in the mornings as opposed to? Maybe in the afternoon. Well, normally when you go to a restaurant, everything is usually higher carb, higher fat. Right. So unless it's a place like Qdoba or Chipotle or something, or like a steakhouse where you know you're going to get like an X amount of protein, you know, it's just easier to make sure you hit that goal. Because when you go out, if well, let's say you do get like a chicken Alfredo or something, that's all fat and carbs minus you know, strip of chicken that they give you in the right. middle of it or whatever. So it's just, it's just to make sure that you hit that protein goal okay. for the day. So obviously we talk, we've been talking about uh, all the positive, but what it, we've been drinking a lot of water this entire time. Yep. Um, explain, explain. And I, I, I know some listeners might not know, but why is water so important when it comes to weight loss as well, but so, overall health as well? Overall health. So I think that two, the biggest two things that people underestimate during weight loss is sleep and water. I mean, when you think about it, your body, an average size adult body, whatever average fucking means, <laughs> is 60 to 80% made up of water. Right. And so when you're doing things throughout the day that, um, that get rid of the water then you have to put that water back in. Now you do get a little bit of water from like your foods and, and you know, things like that. Um, I rule of thumb would be half your body weight in ounces of water, depending mm-hmm. on what that looks like. Um, no less than I would say about a hundred ounces a day. So water helps so many things. Um, it helps regulate your body temperature. It helps uh, digest all the food particles going through your digestive tract it, uh, you know, basically lubricates your brain so it can function properly. Um, the, the, there, I don't even know. There's so many benefits. Right. Like there's, it's insane. It's That's, insane. 
Because uh, you'll post, I, I think you usually post every morning, like, did you get your water in? Did you get your water in? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. How many steps you got today? Did you get your water in today? Because it's so important. It's so important. It's in, and honestly, you know, it's the little things. And I, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, it is the little thing. And in yeah. their little, little things add up quickly because they're so important. It's just because your steps, your, you know, getting up and moving. That's the one thing I, you know, when I, when I gained all my weight back five years ago, the reason, one of the reasons, biggest reason I gained weight because I was not moving. Granted, I had a back injury that didn't allow me to move too much. And, um, you know, it's, it really fucked with me, you know, and then I just gained weight and gained weight and gained weight. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh, you just need to move. I'm like, well, how the hell am I supposed to move? I can't move. But then I really, I tried, I tried my hardest and I, I did realize the more and more I walked, the better I felt. Even if it was killing, even if it was from here to the fridge and back, at least I felt better mm-hmm. because I wasn't sitting there. I mean, I sat a lot. I mean, I had a chair in my house that was my favorite chair because that was, that's where I sat most of the day. And it sucked. It was horrible. It got me so depressed. But at the same time, once I started moving a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, even if it was just to the end of the block and back, you know, it, it made me feel so much better. And, you know, anybody that's out there that's, you know, somewhat struggling right now, <clears throat> for any kind of movement you know and i would say follow you (laughs) what's your instagram it's um at vet white fit mom i fucked that up so i I would say anybody it's it's interesting i would say follow you so what's your instagram it's at vet wife fit mom oh that wife fit mom. Yep. All right. Because honestly, you'll go on there and you'll post. I mean, I love your your rants and your videos oh are God. the best because they're, but they're because they're real life. They're they funny are. in the real life. And it's it's coming from a mom, a former. Uh, a, a, I mean, you had you've gone through the traumas of life. Yep. You know, you've lost important people in your life. Yep. You have you've gone through divorce through a really shitty divorce. Yep. But, you know, you've been through it all. You've been, you know, you've been through a lot in I mean, how old are you? I'm, I'm almost 38. Right. And I don't never ask a woman that. But, you know, for for <laughs> this is for educational purposes. <laughs> sure, sure. So in the 38 years you've been on this planet, you've experienced more in the 38 years than some people in entire lifetime. Yep. Because of everything, but yet you still manage to come and get above, come above all that, and rise above all that, and that's why I say follow her because she, you know, her rants, yes, they're hilarious, but they're also coming from a heartfelt place, from someone who's experienced all this, who's experienced maybe what you're going through right now, like yeah. she's been there, done that, fell for it, fell for it, fell for it, right? I mean, I did the Weight Watchers thing after I had my first daughter. I, did, you know, it's great. I could have twelve points. That was a McFlurry or whatever the hell, and it was like cool. And now, what the fuck am I going to eat the rest of the day right. after this McFlurry? <laughs> because I really wanted it, you know. And it was like, okay, I guess I'm eating a, you know, spoon of I don't know rice. Got right. It. You know it. And really, did, all that taught you really weight. Watch. I mean, and, and I, I, I will give Weight Watchers credit. I was on it for a little bit, and yep. I did. It, what it teaches you ultimately is portion control. Yes. Because that's really all it is. And But it, it, it tells you, and, and that's really with your program, you do all that and, and then some. Because you can say, yeah. look, you can still have the pizza. You can still have, just portion it out. Yeah. You so know? that's part of my program. So it, I have a, like a framework. It's called Confident Curves. And Curves stands for <clears throat> confidence, um, unrestricted, results, vision, and zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. 
And so the you of that unrestricted is exactly what it is. It's unrestricted. You want to go to, you know, the pub crawl with your girlfriends, you go. If you want to go on a date with the hubby, you go. If you want to have brunch with the PTA moms, you go. Right? So we find a way to put all these things that come up in real life and figure out how to work them. There's no food. There's no event that you can't go to, that you can't experience, you can't be a part of. There's no reason for that. It's just bullshit. Right. And way too long I sat on the back burner and was like, well, I don't want, I can't do any of those things. I, I can't be a part of that. I'm not allowed to go eat this. I can't go do this. And it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it's, but it, you figure out a way to actually incorporate life with trying to create a better one. Yeah. You know, because look, we all can somewhat improve our lives to some degree. We all are on this journey to get healthier, get what, but you know what? Life gets in the way sometimes, but it shouldn't have to get in the way. It should just be part of your life. Right, exactly. You know? And that's what I like about your program is that, look, it does teach you how to deal with all the extra bullshit that's going around and not fall for it. Yeah. And say, all right, I can still do all the things I want to do. Just I can do it the way I need to do it. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, people even today, I mean, we five years later, like I said, you know, they'll still go, are you allowed to eat that? Yeah, I can whatever the fuck I want to eat. If I want to eat five Oreos, I'll eat them. Like, right. I don't really care. Like, but it, it still happens. Like, it's insane to me what people, are you, are you sure you can do this? Yeah. What, who said I can't? You know, like, it's like, it, it's mind boggling, but it didn't used to be mind boggling. to No, me. no. It used to be like, I don't know, can I, can I actually, maybe you're right. Maybe I should put those Oreos away. You know, it's like, it, it's just, it's, it's insane to me that. That that's this is where we're at. But like I said, I feel like the access to all the things that are able to be out there are is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. So you have these fitspo people who are posting all this shit. That's like that's not even that's not real life. Like I don't I don't have a personal trainer that comes to my house that fans me that spritzes me. You know, (laughs) and then I post this shit. That's not how this works. No, I don't have a personal chef that cooks all my shit for me. Correct. And then places it precise. That's what kills me the most is yes. the people that they literally do it for almost the artistic value of it. Yeah. The way they post their food. Who who the fuck meal preps like that? Yeah, it I got takes my more- shit. I got my shit on a Dixie fucking paper plate. Right. Okay. Like that's what we're dealing with. Like who the hell? Like you put in your Pyrex and you sit there and you, you have your tomatoes perfectly aligned and all your avocado. Really. Like who that? No, that's not real life. No. I hate, and that's I. That's the one perception I can't stand about social media, that in general, let alone weight loss. Right. Overall, but, oh, oh, weight loss is probably the top worst because if they, it just so much fake shit and bullshit out there. They just because they want you to buy their product or they want yep. you to you know these Herbalife and these skinny teas, skinny teas and wraps. Here's oh these pills. I, I did that before. I did the whole like I don't remember what company it is, but they do like the wrap and then you wrap. You got this cream you put on your belly and then you wrap yourself and then you put Saran wrap on that. And I'm like, are you are you putting yourself in the oven too? I, I mean, I, the- seriously, am I basting myself? <laughs> like, should I go sit in the bathtub? You know, I'm like, what am I doing? Did it work? No. <sighs> I mean, oh, let's just try this. Oh, let's just try this. It's like that if that shit worked, we'd all be fucking thin people right. or fit people or in shape people or healthy. If that shit worked, right. it doesn't work. If it was that fucking easy, we'd all be doing it. <laughs> but that's how I feel. 
All right, so I want to. Uh, we're gonna we're kind of wrap things up here a little bit. I want to talk. Um, lastly, and, and I know this is a very touchy subject with you, um, because it's a very touchy subject with me. <laughs> the scale. The scale. The scale. Mm. I want to end it with this because, um, I still to this day somewhat obsessed over it, and I I try my heart. Like, you're giving me this fucking look. I know. Look at look at you. You're giving me a look. Like you want to smack me across no, the face? No, no, yeah, you do. Not, no, I don't want to smack you, no. shake you, maybe shake, shake. <laughs> violently shake you, maybe not smack violently. you. <laughs> the <laughs> way you just did it, it looks violent. But um, we, I'm not the only one. Ninety nine percent of the people that are trying to lose weight obsess over the scale and um, sharing a personal struggle of mine. I've hit a plateau. I've had this plateau for the last three months now. And I haven't lost, I've lost like a pound here, then gain a pound and then lose a, an ounce or two. And I've stuck around the same within, within the same five pounds. It's getting so annoying, but I've also lost two or three more pant sizes since then. And those three, three, we three months, three, four, almost four months. So, cool. so everybody listen to that. So no weight loss on the scale, but weight loss doesn't equal fat loss. Right. But when you're when you're <laughs> when you're my size, and there's a lot of people that are my size that are bigger guys, bigger girls, you know that number means something because we. I think that's why we obsess because we feel that we have to get to this magic number because we're so it's so imprinted in our brain that you know if you're this weight or above, you are morbidly obese. You know, so it's almost like we have to get below that number, even though we may be healthy. Yeah. It's where I mean, in, in there's there's a debate and there's a debate that will go on for years. The doctors will say, is there a healthy fat? Can you be healthy and fat at the same time? And I don't know. You know, I don't. That's something it's I struggle with. I mean, because I know if I look on paper, I am perfectly healthy. You know, aside from my weight, my cholesterol, my sugar, my blood pressure, everything completely normal. Doctors have been shocked when they see it. Mm-hmm. I know that won't be like that forever. Right. You know, age will catch up with me and it, you know things will happen. But the reason I obsessed with it is because of that, the weight, the number that it's at. You know, if I was maybe 100 pounds, maybe 250 pounds less, I wouldn't obsess. I'm like, ah, whatever. It is what it is. But I'm at that number. I'm like, okay, well, I, it's, it's got to be dropping. Even though I'm dropping the pant sizes, you know, why the hell is this weight? I'm dropping pant sizes. Why the hell is the weight not going down? Well, so let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm, this is where I'm going to let you take over the interview <laughs> and just rant because so, I know you're just itching to rant right now. It is. It is a very good itch. And so there's a lot of things that go into play with the scale. I feel like. Even um, growing up, I think it was embedded in our brains. It's what we knew when we went to the doctors. It's what our parents knew. It's what our friends knew. It's what all the things happened. Like everybody, just the number on the scale meant your life, right? We don't walk around though, like with a chain around our neck with a number on it of our weight. And that's determined upon who we are as a human being. But yet some reason we focus so high on this number it's it's like we can't get away from it so so many things affect the scale water mm-hmm. remember that water conversation we had guys <laughs> water uh water helps kind of flush toxins out um stress let's talk about cortisol mm. can we please because i'm like I, if i could pack it up and sell it 
I'd make millions <laughs> on the cortisol that's in my body right now. Right. So once your cortisol levels are up, you're fucked. Your, your, your weight is not going to drop. It's just that number on the scale, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to say, until you put the fire out in this body, I'm going to keep fucking with you. That's what it's going to tell you. Now, when you go and add a hit type of training, CrossFit, boot camp, anything that's high intensity, marathon running, sprints, Anytime that you're an already, you already have a high cortisol level. So like, let's just say you're really stressed with something at work or you're super stressed about your home life or something else is happening in your life that you're stressed about. And then you add in this element of high intensity training. <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> that that scale is going to jump six pounds. You're going to go, what the hell? You know, and it, you're going to, you're going to be so mad. And then it's going to set the tone for the rest of your day. After you get off that scale, after you've checked it, and you're going to just be pissed off. Now you're pissed off about whatever else you're already pissed off about. And then now you're pissed off because now you've gained three pounds overnight. And you're like, what the fuck? And so the scale really needs to be used solely for data purposes. And if you can't get out of your head that it's literally data, then you should not be on the scale. Because is exactly this. The scale, I feel like, is like this little tiny, you know, devil on your shoulder that just waits. It just waits around to chomp on you at any given second and go, not today, bitch. (laughs) And (laughs) you're like, shit. You know, and then, again, it sets that tone for the rest of your day. And we think that we're going to make up for that somehow by how we eat throughout the day. And, oh, tomorrow I'm going to get on the scale and it's going to be better. No, probably not, because he didn't actually fix what the fuck is going on. Um, bowel movements, we can get to the nitty-gritty of that, but if you are not consistently having bowel movements, if your gut health is not where it needs to be, you will not lose weight. You have to have good gut health. Right. Um, there, sleep. Let's talk about sleep. That you know, We already talked about sleep, didn't we? We can talk about it again. Okay. Yeah. That it's that important. It is. It is that important. So like you should be getting no less than like seven to nine hours of sleep at night. It needs to be good sleep. Uh, I recommend people, if they can, you know, put their phones away to try to, you know, give themselves their own space before they go to bed or when they wake up in the morning, like just routines. Those are really good habits for sleep. Um, try to go to bed the same time every night. Try to wake up the same time every day. Even on the weekends, I know it kind of sucks, but uh, that's the reality of it. So the scale is just literally a measurement. I mean, when we put a glass of water that's half full on the scale, does the scale tell us what is filled with water and what isn't? Right. Nope. It just tells us the entire weight. And so we have to stop allowing the scale to have control over what we do and that comes with time. It comes with time. And honestly, it comes with somebody having to probably tell you every fucking day. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just because the scale did this doesn't mean what you're doing isn't right. Doesn't mean that it's not wrong. Doesn't mean that you need to shift. Doesn't mean anything. Um, I know that's something that you and I have talked about before right, right. <laughs> about shifting, right? We see something doesn't go right. And then the first thing that we want to do is go the other direction. Oh, that must not be working. Right. And then we shift and then our body's like, whoa, what are we doing now? And then you shift again. Whoa, what are we doing now? And then it's like, stop doing this. (laughs) Just be consistent. And, you know, that's part of it. Oh, another thing that affects the scale, a super hard training day. Really? Yeah. So 
what happens when we train really hard? Muscles get inflamed mm. and we tack on water. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, see, that, that water really kid. fucks everybody. Water will <laughs> fuck you because you'll probably like go on a night of drinking or some shit like that and you'll drop three pounds. No, bitch, you're just dehydrated. You're right. not, you didn't lose three pounds. And I think that's another key thing is that you don't lose two pounds overnight. No, you lose water. You you lose water. Mm -hmm. And do you know how you actually lose body fat? Like, do you know how your body excretes it? You know, is it through urine? No. No? Through breathing. That's, yeah, I knew. So I, the common, the common misconception was it through urine. Yes. But it was actually, Dr. Oz, we're watching a Dr. Oz episode. It was that he he was, he was talking about that when you sleep, yes, you, your oxygen, you breathe out your fat. CO2. I was so taken back by that. Yeah. When you when you sleep, you are breathing out fat. That's how you actually lose weight. That's really? what's actually happening. That is so interesting. I, I, I knew, like, I never knew the, the you know, the, the whole scientific part about it, but it, that's that's insane. And another reason why if you're only sleeping for four hours and it's shitty, you're you're not. You're, and then shitty sleep's going to lead to higher stress, cortisol levels up, boom, boom, boom. Then we can always have the hormone conversation. and. Right. And, you know, for women, we're just screwed. Um, in general, each week is going to be different because you're in a different, you know, cycle or different week of your cycle that time. And so really you need to be comparing weeks and not days. So you would compare week one of month one to week one of month two and week two and, and two and three and three. So it's, it's a very different process for women. So w- women or men or women, you know, w- what would you suggest – how many times for data purposes would you get on? Like, unless you have to be on it every day for, you know, a, a weight loss program you're on or whatever. I don't know. I mean, like, like you know, like a, a specific weight loss program where it's like if you're losing, like if you have bariatric surgery and you have to like weigh yourself every day for data. Okay. But I was saying if, if it's just a regular Joe, like trying to lose weight, trying not to get in the mindset of what was on the scale, how much do you, what would you say would be the right appropriate amount of time to, to get so, on the scale? So if the mindset is like yours where it's like hyper-focused, right. um, I usually would do once a week. Once a week? Um, it also depends on what the goal is. So if my if I'm taking somebody from a deficit or a cut into like a maintenance phase, I would want that person at that point to be weighing daily because I need to make sure that that calorie amount is correct for that maintenance phase. Same thing when I shift into a cut, same concept. I need to make sure. So if if your mindset is totally like hyper-focused, I would only maybe have, do you do once a week? Okay. Um, once we dropped into that phase. But it's very difficult for data, even for data purposes, once a week. Because what if, and I'm just going to throw numbers out there. You know, you're weighing in once a week and your weight either stays the same or goes up. But two days prior, you would have potentially or could have weighed in two pounds lower. Right. But you're missing that low because you, you know, you you didn't see it. Right. And so that's the hard part about, I really try to have the people that I work with, even if they're really like heavy focus on the scale, mm-hmm. at least to try to weigh every day and see what happens so that I can get an idea of what's actually going on, what they're intaking in their body. It's an adjustment in the beginning. Once that happens, it's like, okay, this person is still so hyper-focused, let's pull them back. So I usually will pull them off maybe to two times a week, once normally. So it's all, it all depends on the mindset of the person then. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's the other thing that's super important to remember, too, is shit's fucking individualized. What works for you is not going to work for me, is not going to work for Joe next door, is not going to work for Billy Bob Joe down the street. Right. Right? So when I work with my clients, it's 100% customized, tailored to my clients. So I work and meet you where you're at. And if you're not ready to weigh every day, then we don't weigh. If you're not ready to track your food the way I track, I meet you where you're at. You know, it's like... You, again, you can go Google what how to track your food. You can go Google how do I weigh myself. You can go Google how do I work out, but that doesn't necessarily mean it applies to you and your goals. Right. So that's what I love, and that's what I love about your program. Your program is it's very no bullshit, no bullshit. to the point. You know, you want to basically almost like a burn morning take in, but this is how we're going to do it. You know, this is how you're going to burn, and this is how you know this is how you're going to take in. Right, because you you offer not only the training aspect of it right. with your boot camps, and then you know also creating programs for people, but also create nutritional programs for people. Like, all right, this is how many calories you're going to take in. We're going to base it off of the, your exercise level. You, there's so many things you need to check out with her, Sarah Krieger. I appreciate <laughs> you talk, taking the time to talk with me. Um, so you are, I know you're all over social media and you're all over everywhere. Um, and I know you have a ton of clients right now. <laughs> That are and I've seen I've seen the progress of a lot of people yeah. and, and you, your your approach really does work. I've seen the clients that you've seen, you know that you've been, that have been local here in Michigan, but I know that you can go anywhere. You teach online, you know, yeah. and you you have an app. Like I said, you had an app. So, what are the people ways people can get a hold of you and like for a consultation and possibly becoming a client of yours? So, if they find me on Instagram, so again, that's it. That wife fit mom. Um, and there's a link in my bio that they can click, and it's just an application for them to apply for my program. Okay. Um, and then after that, we get on a call and have conversation. All right. Are you on Facebook at all? I'm too? on Facebook. It's just my name, so Sarah Krieger. And okay. then I also have a free Facebook group where I drop tips, tricks, and all sorts of shit called CP Fitness Insiders. CP Fitness Insiders. So you go on Facebook, CP Fitness Insiders. Your Instagram, one more time. Vet wife fit mom. Vet wife fit mom. Um, awesome. If you want to enjoy her rants like I do every day, <laughs> and if you want to just really get serious about your weight loss journey and and take a no bullshit approach and none of these, you know, keto diets or this, I mean, I know you're shaking your head right now. No. All these just, just fad diets. And like you said, it, it's individual. You may work for, that may work for another person, but ultimately it's not a long-term, uh, you know, way to lose weight. No. Because not it's not sustainable. Nope. It really isn't. And you can't just force feed yourself a shit ton of meat and fat and cheese and say, oh, well, the bun was the worst part of that. No, it wasn't. Yeah, well, then we're going to have to have a conversation about your heart. Yeah, that we're, yeah exactly. That's a different conversation. About 10 years <laughs> in the line, you're like, oh, so our, we need that uh, we need that heart pump, huh? Yeah. So, again, um, you can reach her at Vet Fit Mom. Vet Wife. I'm sorry, Vet Wife Mom. I heard it three times. I think I would have got it right. It's okay. Vet Wife Mom and, and Instagram. Also, uh, what is the Facebook page? CP Fitness Insiders. CP Fitness Insiders on Facebook. You can reach me uh, if you have any questions about her. If you need to get in contact with her, I can get you in contact with her uh, at weightdownlifeup at gmail.com. Also, at weightdownlifeup on Instagram and Facebook, weightdownlifeup. <laughs> I can't even, I'm I'm trying to, I know it's been a minute since I did it. (laughs) Sarah, I want to thank you again for coming on with us and uh, appreciate you. And, uh, you know, we'll, like I said, if you want a no bullshit approach, get a hold of this girl. I'm telling you, she is the no bullshit teacher, no bullshit coach. (laughs) She will get you where you need to be. 
and she's going to be getting me where I need to be soon. So <laughs> I need to get my ass here. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, let's go take a, we'll take a we're going to take a jump in the pool. And, yes. uh, and, <laughs> let's uh, do that too. Yeah, you know, because we're outside and it's a beautiful day here in Michigan. It's Again, heated. It's nice and warm. Oh, perfect. Yep. Even better. Yep. So, all right. Well, that is it. That's our episode. And uh, be sure to, like I said, be sure to catch. Uh, I'll give you updates and give you everything on at weight down life up and also weight down life up.com, which is coming soon. Um, but right now just Instagram and Facebook. So, um, I appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you so much. And, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks.